2: another episode of self helpless i'm taylor tomlinson i'm kelsey cook and i'm delaney fisher and we're so excited for today's guest you guys i absolutely love this person uh he is a hilarious comedian an actor and a wonderful friend of mine ron funches i'm sure you've seen his work and his comedy and he's just the best i mean he has done uh, so much. It's insane. he's a star. He's done yeah. everything. We're legit lucky that there's a pandemic so that he had time <laughs> to do yeah. this because yeah. he he is the epitome of like a multi hyphenate. Like he yeah. he does everything. He does like acting and voiceover work and stand up and like hosting and just writing. And there's there's really nothing that Ron can't do, in my opinion. Um, you've heard his voice on projects like Trolls, which the new one just came out, Bob's Burgers, Adventure Time. He's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Blackish, New Girl, Transparent, Powerless, Undateable. Uh, and he was in the movie Get Hard. He's obviously done stand up on everything like Conan and the Tonight Show at midnight. He's been on Chopped and Cupcake Wars, like he's <laughs> I just love it. He's so talented and so funny and so positive and, like, a a type of, like, optimism and authenticity that is so real and raw and contagious and infectious and just, like, I I can't say enough good things about him. And he's such a good dad and just, like, just a good human being. I know. He's a beautiful
0: person. Like yes, yeah, in, in all of the ways. That's how I can describe him. He's just so lovely to be around, and his energy and presence is just like it's just so calming, huh? It's just like mm-hmm. there's there's just something about this guy who's he's just fucking great.
3: Yeah, I absolutely loved interviewing him. So many little wisdom nuggets that I feel like we can all take away from it.
0: I know. Oh, uh, I wanted to talk to him. For hours, I just like want to <laughs> sit down yeah, and pick his brain all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's. This was. I really
2: enjoyed this interview. So good. And if you guys have made it through our entire catalog and you've been through all our Patreons, and you're like, I need another great like self help style podcast. His podcast, Getting Better with Ron Funches, is fantastic. I mean, he has all kinds of different people. In the entertainment space, not just comedians. Come on, and and I've done it. And just like the interviews he does are are so deep and personal and real and funny as well. But that's not like the main goal of it. It's it really is to get better and improve yourself. And I always come away from every episode going like, oh my gosh, there were like four different things that I want to apply to my everyday life.
3: Yeah. Now. That's so cool. So, yeah. Well, uh, enjoy our interview with Ron Funches, and then we will talk to you guys briefly after the interview.
2: Please welcome to Self Helpless Ron Funches. Oh, yay. yay! Oh, thank you, white ladies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you such white lady golf claps. Yay! <laughs> <and
4: I said. laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, we should've all been wearing like polo shirts and pastel colors. <laughs> yeah,
3: very on brand, very on brand. Oh, Ron, how are you holding up in quarantine? I'm
5: all right, I'm in the middles, you know? I'm good on some days, I'm happy. Downloading a lot of illegal video games, just having <laughs> my type of fun, doing the things I like to do. Um, more Oral sex is through the roof, I love that. <laughs> Uh, but you know, then there's other times where I'm like, I might never, you know, work again. So,
3: <laughs> oh man, I so mean, Zelda and eating pussy. That's a good quarantine right there. <laughs> yeah. All we can
0: ask for really.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's the perfect description of quarantine I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some days it's oral All sex it. and other days, will I ever work again? <laughs> <laughs> i've been getting at all these (laughs) meetings it's such a loaded question now to be like how are you doing because nobody's like great (laughs) right (laughs) everybody's like today or in general Uh, (laughs) yeah
5: it was great a couple of days ago, but I got my hopes up. I thought things were going to be e- ending, and I even went outside and did a podcast in person because I was like, "No one's going to get mad in a couple of days." Uh, but oh, then, yeah. then I was like, "Oh, I was wrong." <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, I know how. How are you feeling about uh, going back on the road right now? Because some people are already doing it. They're going. Oh, those- are they? Yeah, people are going to states that are letting, like, Wise Guys is open in Salt Lake City and the Addison Improv in Texas. And uh, I think Oklahoma City has one open. Like, people are doing weekends again this month. Hmm,
5: That's crazy. Um, yeah. I'm not ready to do that yet, but I think yeah. there there certainly will be a time if someone, I mean, I guess it depends on who asked me. If they ask me and there's a fair amount of money that's going to affect my family, I'm probably gonna think about it because I need to, that's how I feed my son. But Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm lucky. I'm in a position that I have the voiceovers I do, the acting I do, the writing I do, and I can still do a fair amount of those things. So I'm kind of just focused on that and counting my blessings. But and and I'm certainly not trying to rush out there. But I, if a situation arises that it's a good deal for me, um, you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do.
3: Yeah. Are there specific things that you've been doing during quarantine for self care to like? I mean, besides like the Mario Kart and BJ's and stuff, but, like, <laughs> which is definitely self-care. Like that's like absolutely top of the list. But like what else is on that list of stuff you're doing to make yourself feel okay?
5: Oh, I mean, really it's been taking an uh, opportunity to take stock of what's working for me, what doesn't work for me. Um, really, it's kind of beautiful that you kind of Start Like, what do I love? What do I really love doing? Because that's what I'm missing, you know? And so for me, a lot of that is stand up is writing. But um, to keep myself together, I've been doing a lot of meditating. I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of writing, exercising every day. Uh, On my podcast, we had this um, gentleman, Donat Carey, who's a wonderful writer. He's a writer for that new documentary, Have a Good Trip, on Netflix. And he he told me about this acronym that he does called Mr. Awe, uh, M-R-A-W-E, which stands for every day he likes to meditate, read, either do some form or watch some form of high art, write, and exercise. And I've been kind of doing that that. every day because then, I you know, I it helps me keep a schedule.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I
5: love that. That makes sense
3: to me.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. And how are you, um, you know, a lot of parents no longer have access to like childcare and teachers and all this stuff. How are you doing with all of that? Uh, like caring for your son?
5: Um, I'm just lucky. I'm blessed that I have a nerd of a son who's yeah. very interested in his school work and just w- wants to he loves following rules. He just turned <laughs> 17, which means that to him, he is now allowed to watch R rated movies. He never watched an R rated movie until now. And oh, so my that, God. I know. It's not wow. because of me. Sometimes I put him on and he tells me I got to turn them off. Although so okay, you're now, parenting
2: your son with your son?
5: Yeah, he helps me. He's like, this is too much for me. That's, that's a, that's actually happening. I remember one time I took him to Bonnaroo because I'd never been there before and I was doing a show and we were walking through the grounds and we saw a bunch of ladies topless with, with body paint on and my son just turns to me and he goes, too adult.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. When I have kids, I hope they're like your son. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> hug him. That's so sweet. Like too Uh, adult yeah
5: sitting in the movie theater
2: covering his own eyes
5: (laughs) yeah yeah he snitched on his grandma's grandma took him to go see like the equalizer or some some movie and then he came back home and snitched on her (laughs) (laughs)
3: oh my god what's so what r-rated movies have you watched with him like what's something that's kind of like blown his mind
5: uh, we watched John Wick. He was real into John oh, Wick. Oh, okay. He loved, okay. He loved mm-hmm. John Wick, and now, like, he's turned his room into, like, basically a recreation of my room when I was a teenager. It's a bunch of Grand Theft Auto posters. Yeah. And, and so he's, like, pl- he's going through them, and he's watching 24. That's his favorite show right now. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, that a show. <laughs> so funny.
5: Espionage.
3: It's a very bingeable <laughs> show yeah
5: it's so just been a bit of a balance mostly with him it's been about like just making sure that he stays kind of happy and, and like so it's been a little bit of spoiling some extra video games things like that um but he was already like a hermit and stuff so he he does miss his teachers and, and some of his, his classmates but he's killing it so i'm really proud of him Good.
2: That's, That's awesome. awesome. i feel like we're all kind of like spoiling ourselves too when we can I mean, none of us are children, so we're, we're all self involved monsters. So we're just like, <laughs> how can I spoil me today? Cool. Um, but I mean, have you been doing that for yourself too? Where, like, you know, again, besides like video games, what are things that you've maybe bought or indulged in or, or binged or something that you're like, I wouldn't normally have done this, but I need like a pick me up today. <laughs>
5: Um, I mean, I'm kind of been going the other way (laughs) with it, to be honest with you. I've been more like, oh, I need to save. I need to not spend these things I don't know when I'm working again. And um, so I kind of put a uh, kibosh on my sneaker buying and and most video game buying, which is why I'm downloading them illegally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) LAUGHTER
3: a great life tip I'm, we're always looking for like hacks and tips on here and it's just like break the law like yeah. I
0: mean, just a little bit yeah small way.
5: ones not big ones no yeah no one's looking <laughs> um so I've been mostly just trying to kind like the first month of this I was really treating myself like with overabundance of smoking pot with like just sleeping a lot and and then I had to reach some point where I was like well like this isn't I'm not helping anything and I'm not helping myself from when this is possibly over and so I kind of had to start making a schedule of myself and still what I'm going to do in a day and that's why I started that Mr. All stuff Um and then I've just mostly like what, is, what does my fiance need what does my son need like I'm What's been cool for me is to kind of look around and be like, oh shit, I now have time to play with the toys I already bought. Instead instead of buying a bunch of new things, I'm kind of like, oh, let me dig out my little VR headset and play with that.
3: Yeah, we've talked, we've done a few episodes on um, like being a couple during quarantine. How have things been going with you and your fiance? Do you feel like it's been overall good? Have Have there been some struggles that you didn't encounter before?
5: Of course. Of course, there have been some struggles. I think we both, um, you know, we're going through the trauma of it in our own way. And for a little bit, that was me kind of being like, I need to be in control and I'm like keeping charge of everything and ordering all the food and making sure we got everything. And then she kind of needed to withdraw for a little bit. And I kind of took that personally that she wasn't helping. And Mm. so we just kind of had to talk about what we both needed and what we both wanted at that time. And really ever since then, we've been killing it. Like I've, told her as a joke i was like i, I was 85 percent sure i wanted to marry you when i asked but since this quarantine percent.
3: <laughs> i love the honesty
4: oh, yeah
3: so it
5: made, <laughs>
0: made you stronger so what do you guys have to like postpone your wedding and stuff because of all this did you have a date yet or we didn't really have so a that, date but, yet
5: but most yeah. if anything it actually might move it quicker so that we oh. will do a little uh just thing to with each other and then yeah. do the ceremony when we can. So nice. um, I don't know really, but I think, yeah, this has been a big thing to like show you like, is this the person I really want to be with or not? Cause we are quarantined together. That, especially for a comedian. I was used to being home only two or three days a week. So yeah. that was a big adjustment. And and then I had my feature staying here for a month and I know she hated that. I'm sure Taylor already knows about that. <laughs> Cause I love Ron's girlfriend. His
2: <laughs>
5: Beyonce <laughs> <What? laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, <laughs> says that she's your friend, and I don't know. I don't know her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it was really like coming together through this, like, oh, this is my person. This is the person I want to be through, be with when things are good or bad. Because we're still having fun. Like we're still just barbecuing, watching TV together, picking out shows to watch together, a lot of 90-day fiance. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything, I'm just more and more, more in love and like, yeah, this is this is my person. So I'm really excited oh, about it. Oh,
4: yeah. that's I great. love that. Yeah. You're so seeing much. how people
3: react under extreme stress and some, for some couples they haven't been able to really see that side of their person yet, you know? And so it's, I think it's making couples grow together much more rapidly than in any other situation or grow apart, you know, it depends.
5: Yeah, well, absolutely. But I think either way it's good to know, is good to know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like knowing that is really nice. And and she's just really been like a rock for me and a place to go and, and, and see like, Hey, like, even when everything's falling apart, we still have fun together and we still laugh together. And to me, that's beautiful. I can't wait to get married.
2: Oh, that's That's so nice. You two are like my favorite couple. You're both just such good quality people individually. And then together it's just like, I mean it makes me so happy every time I see you post. The post you did the other day about how you used to call her robot because you thought her
5: picture on
2: the dating app was so pretty you're like that's fake.
5: Yeah, oh, she man. only had one and she only had one pic. So oh, I was like, right, yeah. "Sure." I was like, "This is also not
2: her, Yeah, her weird. Yeah,
5: like, but I'm like bomber. I'm bored. Whatever. I'll talk robot. to this robot until she wants money from me." And, and,
3: that's such a great story of, like, how you guys came to be. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that you met. So you met online? which,
0: which Yeah, we set. met on,
5: on Bumble. We met nice. on Bumble. Shout out to Bumble. Please give me more checks. Um, <laughs> 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 that was the only way she let me post a picture of her, Taylor, that there was money involved. So <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> I was like,
2: oh. To reach
5: a new level. No, uh, no, you know she don't want that. You know she I don't
2: know. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> Oh
5: man.
4: We
0: is, and your, get um, is your fia- <laughs> is your fiance in entertainment as well, or is she doing something completely she's different? She's a writer.
5: She loves oh, she's cool. a great writer. She's really um, you know, she's a baby writer. She hasn't sold much things, but she's really good and she's really funny and intelligent. And I always run my things by her. She's been great. Sounding board for me when I write, nice. so um, that's kind of how we help each other, and that's also good for a relationship because it's not really competitive. You know, like yeah. she she knows she can never defeat me. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that started out so sweet, and then yeah. just <laughs> no it it <laughs> side.
4: Sick burn, sick but, burn. I mean,
5: truly, it's just that we, we do different things, and, and mm-hmm. all of it is just kind of the you know help the family so that's what I always say to her is like if you want my notes on anything I'm always down to help you and you and she's always down to help me and but we also kind of let, let each other do you know I don't our audiences and what we're trying to write for are way different you know yeah yeah, yeah
3: absolutely. have have you thought about what the first thing is you want to do when this lifts like the first like treat yourself type of a thing that you've been missing
5: Uh, i mean there's multiple things of course i want to do stand-up i mean in front of an audience i've done some zoom shows i've done some things like that and you know it's it sucks it's not it's not what you want it's not a conversation it's just like it makes you feel insane in some ways but it also at least is an outlet so i i would love to i mean all all the things i think about are audience related i want to go to more wrestling shows i want to go to more concerts i want to go to do my shows that's really yeah that's it really
3: yeah god live events concerts i miss it so much
5: i
1: know So weird
3: Mm. especially right before summer i'm like what an asshole this fucking virus is like i feel like there's so many good summer concerts lined up and ready to go and it's just
5: yeah but it's also fun things to think about and and the fact that like life's still good you know it's still so pretty out it's still so fun and then for me to be like you really get this life like oh shit we do a lot of things that don't work out of habit out of tradition you know and mm-hmm. I learned a lot of that from my son with his autism is to kind of look at what works and what doesn't work for you and not necessarily hold to tradition just because it exists and like I'm happier that the more the I'm home more. I'm happier that I'm not staying up till two, three in the morning. And so mm. even when this is over, I'm going to probably look at it and go like, I don't want to be on the road three weekends out of the month. I don't yeah. think that's, I mean, that was ego. That was ego based of me being like, I got to be the best. I got to show these people. But sitting at home has made me really sit back and go like, when I started, All I wanted to do was to be able to feed my family. I wanted to have a good half hour because I loved Mitch Hedberg's half hour. I wanted to have a good album. I wanted to have a good hour. And I've done those things. And so to me now, I'm kind of like, "Well, shit, it's all icing. Like, why am I so like, "Ah, I got to get everything. (laughs) When I've achieved my 12-year-old dreams, I've achieved.
3: I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: I think it's really good for people to hear that from people like you who have been so successful and, you know, are these big stand up comedians and actors. And, you know, you've done so much. And to hear that even you have those feelings of like, I have to show these people, I have to be working all the time. Like, it, it allows people, you know, who aren't as far along as you, myself included, to go, Oh, that feeling is never gonna go away.
5: Never goes away. unless
2: I work on myself or take stock of my life and, and see what I want. Because that's you're right. It's absolutely ego. It's coming from a place that's not looking out for your health and happiness. It's coming from
5: a place of like, and I need to it, be better. It never allows you to be grateful for the things you do accomplish and the, and the, the amazing things you do accomplish. You know, and you said, I sat back. I was talking, I had a realization last week because um, I had been mad for the past two and a half years at Steve Harvey, pissed off at Steve Harvey, hating Steve Harvey. And I'm like, I watched this thing where about this like small time wrestling promoter that hated Vince McMahon. And I was like, Vince McMahon doesn't even know you exist. And I went, oh, holy shit. Steve Harvey doesn't know I exist. Why am I sitting around mad at him? And it all became from this thing where, um, I, they were doing like a reboot of the Apollo series and being a young black man that in my, in my family, that was a huge deal for me. And I really wanted, I was asked to do the show. I want I was like, my mom is going to see this. It's going to be the biggest deal is this is going to be the biggest deal to her that I've ever done. And I go out on the Apollo. I do my thing. I got to back up a little bit and go like, they wanted a clean set. And I knew that. They never vetted my set. They never asked to see it. They didn't ask any. I asked to give it to them. Because I'm like, hey, I, what I consider clean and what you consider clean might be different things. And so let's maybe you might want to look at this. And they were like, no, 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 just be clean. Just be clean. And so I go out and do my jokes. I'm like, it's Fox. You know, I'll do my clean stuff. But I also you know, I wanted to do my fat pussy joke because I hadn't done that where it taped. So I was like, I'll do that. So I do my set in on the fat pussy joke and i get a fucking standing ovation at the apollo and i'm fucking just like holy shit this is the best thing ever and then i like me my manager's on top of the world we head back to our hotel and then we get this call and they're like uh you weren't clean. we need you to come back and redo your set or you're not going to be on the show and so i told them no for about two days. And then I thought about my mom some more. And then I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll come back because this means so much to her. And then they were like, you know what, we don't need you anymore. And so then I was like, well, can I at least get a copy of my set to show my mom? And then they were like, we don't got it. And so she never got to see it. It pissed me off for years. And then I had to talk to her and talk to my fiance. And she, my mom was just like, I know you did it. I That's all that matters to me is that you did it. I know you did it. And I was like, yeah, I did do that. And I had never given myself the the love for that. The thing of like, wow. I did. It. I, it doesn't matter that no one else saw it. The people in the audience saw it and I saw it and I know it happened. And so I had to look at it that way and go like, oh, why am I so mad? Like, I know it happened. So yeah. I'm kind of starting to look at things like that. Like, what's important to me? what What makes me happy? And stop being like, I have to chase all these Netflix specials, I have to chase what other people are getting because that doesn't make me happy at all. You know, makes me mad. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Man, that's a crazy story. I mean, also just just, congratulations on getting a stand ovation, the fucking Apollo. I mean, that's like incredible. Like what a cool thing to say, like forever. Like you said, regardless of if you have the tape of it or not, forever you will have that like in your heart that you did that.
5: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. I go back and I go like, that's like, that's not just comedy. That's like James Brown got a standing ovation at the Apollo.
3: Wow. You know, like, wow. I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <It's pretty> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So I had to start looking at the that and in, in just my, my life all the way around. And, and yeah, Taylor, I mean, 100% talking directly to you. <laughs> like, you got to be happy with who you are as a person and who and the amazing things you do, not just on stage, but in in life and how good of a friend you are and how good of a person you are and just how uh, how wise beyond your years you are and know that like you could be free now. You can be free right now. (laughs) You can be
2: free now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, please become a motivational speaker, Ron. You are be so good at it. You can be free now. That's a book. I'm like, I'm okay, crying. you're going. Uh, I feel like Delaney is the best at this of the three of us. I don't know, Kelsey, if you uh, agree or disagree. I don't want to speak for you. But like, it might be because Kelsey and I are still in stand-up. Uh, but Delaney's very much, we're still like, we have to do social media and Delaney, Delaney's really good at being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And Kelsey and I, I think have gotten a lot better at it, Yeah. but Delaney's very much like her own thing now. You know, she has her own business. She works from home. Her life looks exactly how she wants it to look. And when it doesn't look like how she wants it to look anymore, she goes, okay, what can I do to... <laughs> Shift some of this around, so I yeah yeah wear Delaney more flowy oh,
4: skirt.
3: Sorry, more flowy skirt <laughs> Go <ahead. laughs> from Goodwill. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like Delaney's like the architect of her life more than anybody I know. Of like, oh. this is exactly what I want it to look like. So that's what I'm gonna do. Period. Like, I'm gonna say no to shit I don't want to do. And I feel like Taylor, you and I kind of get caught in that trap sometimes if we're like. I mean, I don't really want to do this, but I kind of feel like I should. So I'm going to, and then, you know, you're not as like in control of your, Yeah,
5: you have to protect your freedom. Like that's, that's such a, that's like the most important thing in in our life, right? Like that's what we want is to be free to do what we want to do. And sometimes ourselves will let, will let us change that. Like I know exactly how that feels. I went through this position recently where, um, I got asked to audition for this sitcom that's already picked up to go to series. So I'm already like, okay, like if they want it, then I already know. I know the money right away. And so I, but I read the script and I was like, I'm not into it. It's not funny to me. Um, it's just not my jam. I'm going to continue working on my project. I've been writing the show about my son for like six years now. So, I was like, I'm going to continue working on that. We're getting closer and closer to that. If I get locked up in this, I'm going to have to just focus on this. And so I let it go. And then they came back during the pandemic and were like, hey, we still haven't found the person we want. Would you want to audition still? You know, just do it for fun. And so I was like, well, I don't got shit to do. I'm locked up in the house. Might as well. Just I don't think the script's funny. So I'll just do this scene my way until I think it's funny. And so Mm -hmm. I did that. And so then, of course, I got a call back. And so then I take two other ways my same way. And they're like, we want you to test. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to test on Zoom. That sounds fucking horrible. That doesn't sound (laughs) like a good way to do anything. So then they were like, well, what if we just offered you the role? We're not offering it to you. But what if we were to offer it to you? What would you say then? And so I had to sit and fucking think because I'm like, I have my project that I've been wanting to work on forever. That's my true love. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. I got a son. I got a fiance. I am legitimately at least turning away $750,000 if I fucking say no.
2: Whoa. (laughs) I I love how open Ron is about money. It's my favorite thing (laughs) where you're just like, I have a family. Fuck you. Like I love my
5: family. Yeah. It, yeah, so I had to think about it, to call my mom and talk to my manager. And luckily, I have the best manager. And the fact that she was like, she was like, this part isn't big enough for you. <laughs> Whoa, that's she's such like, a good cool. manager. Yeah, Whoa. she's like, you can do better. You can. She's like, this is the stuff you were doing since you were on Undateable. So this will always be here for you. So if you, if wow. you want the money, if you feel like you need the money, Go ahead and take it, but I'm telling you, you don't need it. And so I, I kind of took that advice, and I also did a tarot reading, uh, which was basically saying if I were to take that job, that this was a big decision, and that if I were to take that job, it would really change the, uh, my path. And so I turned it down. and um, Oh, wow felt like felt horrible for a while that I let my family down and I would even tell my fiance I was like I owe you guys 750,000
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
4: god oh I
0: think that's amazing though I mean that's like you're so confident with what you you know what you want you know the kind of roles you want to play you know what the the material that you want to put out there that you were able to say no to that like, I think that's amazing because it, it's going to make you available for that thing that you really want to do. That's of, of course where it's going to lead you. So I think that's really powerful that you shared that because like, how often are we, You know, a lot of us are not going to get that offer, but we come across those moments where it's like, well, I can do this thing that I'm not a hundred percent about, or I can say no and just really, you know, go hard on the thing that I love. And, you know, if I'm enjoying the process, uh, that's enough even. You know, yeah,
4: um, yeah. that's
5: so it cool motivates though. you, especially when I don't feel like writing, <laughs> I go like, <laughs> well, remember what you turned down, you better get back to writing. And yeah, yeah but I, I worked on, you know, if you I worked on Undateable and that was so much fun because they were all stand-ups and we were all new. Um, but then I worked on a few other shows since then. And so I got to see, like, oh, this isn't all fun. This is a job for real. And um, I didn't want to be on a show where I was like, oh, am I funny? I'm not sure if I'm funny. I don't know what's going on. Like so many places they don't want to play. And um, I just think when you get in this business, you get so, especially when you start, you're like, well, anything would be great. Anything you want me to do, I want to do. That sounds great. And you learn very quickly that people can take advantage of, of your talent, take advantage of your time and then they will use you to help build up their their projects and then when you're done you don't have anywhere to go they only know you from that you know and that might not be who you are especially as a stand up if you do multiple like stand up and act you have to think a lot about those roles you're taking because then when you go back on the road you might only be known as that guy from that show you know and if And this character on this show, I mean, I guess guess when I talk in general, it doesn't make much sense. So specifically, this character in this show was kind of a misogynist. He was kind of like an asshole. And I was like, well, if this takes off and that's what I'm known for, my comedy is the opposite of that. So people aren't going to know who the fuck I am.
3: It's so much bigger than just that money offer. It's like you have to look at that ripple effect of so many other things um do you do tarot card readings often
5: no not much anymore when i was in my um, late 20s early 30s all the time to the point where i was like a prisoner of it i wouldn't make a decision without it so i had to stop
2: wow
5: do it wow um but now if i have like big big decisions to do or anything like that i have a couple of tarot readers that i trust that i will um have them do some readings for me
2: Fascinating. Can you explain what that is? Because I don't know exactly what that
5: You don't is. know the tarot? I know it's cards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know that they, do you just pick one and then they go, oh, you picked this one and that's what this card means?
5: Mm, they can, but that doesn't sound, no, okay. It um, sounds like a magic trick. That doesn't, yeah, but that's how it. I see I it I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it when you pick a
2: card and then they show it to you? I never. <laughs> no. Yeah. The I in you. That
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've also I've, never had tarot. Hey. We've talked about what? do you know Karen Rontowski, Ron? Yeah. 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 Okay. We, I want to have her on our show to do tarot cuz yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't had it done.
0: Didn't you yeah. guys do that? Didn't you guys do the Karen and Kira's podcast and get your reading from them?
3: No.
0: No. Oh, oh, it was very good. Anyway, Ron, continue with the tarot. Yeah, no, I love
5: it. <laughs> um I mean, obviously, I'm not like by any means an expert, so I don't want to be like this is what it is, but I'll tell you a little bit about my history with it. Um, you know, I grew up in South side of Chicago and moved to Oregon, and so it's way different. Oregon, that's where I learned about like a lot of hippie stuff, crystals and and cleansings and things like that na- of that nature. Um so when I got my first tarot reading, I was a very skeptical person. I, I grew up in the church. My mom is, you know, super black church lady. So she was like, that's devil shit, basically. And so I kind of avoided it. But my very first tarot reading was on a, a Halloween party, um, maybe about 16 years ago. And when I went and got this read, and it was from a aunt of my best friend, and she basically she turned over she did it. how she did it was they had a spread she did like an eight card spread there's a lot of different spreads three card spread eight card spread you can just ask a question and do one card um but she did a spread for me and then the look on her face just changed dramatically like she was pissed off like it was so like weird at the time but basically she was just like she was kind of sighing and she was like, Uh like, well, it looks like you wanna work in entertainment, you're talking too scared to do it right now. You sh- She's like, I don't know what you want to be. It could be like an actor, comedian, something like that. But you're waiting for people to come to you and bring it to you. And that's not going to happen. She's like, But if you put the work in and if you were are actually to take this leap, it's going to come to you a lot quicker than you'd even imagine. You're going to have a great life. And then she was kind of like pissed off. <laughs>
3: What? <laughs> oh my god. Like pissed knowing that you were going to be like
5: super successful. And hilarious.
3: She's like, this is some bullshit.
4: Whoa. Got these fucking-
5: yeah. Yeah, not like in a negative way, but more in the like how dare you be so afraid to start that wow. I'm looking at all these cards and they're all like, your shit's gonna be amazing. And um that <laughs> kind of like started my my journey with tarot and my ex-wife was um she was really into reading cards and and doing that. And so I would have her do my cards and Um, I just got deeper and deeper into it during different decks, Rider Waite decks, Doreen Virtue decks, just just getting into different shit. Um, And so when we got divorced, that was one of the things where I was like, um, I think a big mistake a lot of people make when they leave a relationship is that they try to reject everything about that partner that they even the stuff that they liked you know and i was like there this tarot thing had been working for me and and being more uh intuitive and more sensitive had been working for me and so i didn't want to turn away from that so um i just still been into it been interested in it i just don't do his readings as much but um i go to a lot lot of weird shit
4: (laughs) yeah Oh, I love it. (laughs) This is the
3: podcast for you. We're into all sorts of feng shui weird shit where it's like, you know. Oh yeah. Pipe
5: circles with my acting coach.
4: (laughs) What's
3: that? I want to hear about other weird shit you've done. I've been doing
0: tarot since I was a kid. I've been getting my tarot read since I was a kid, so I Mm -hmm. love it. And Mm -hmm. I've had some very accurate. That's so crazy that me
5: and you are the ones that do tarot, and they're saying that me and you are the ones that are (laughs) successful and happy with our lives. That's so crazy, isn't it? That's so weird. Um,
3: (laughs) Taylor, we better get some fucking tarot (laughs) people. Oh man, it is. If anything, it's just today. Today
0: it's just so fun and to talk to somebody about it. And like, I think, you know, it's kind of like a mix of like an energy reading and the cards. I've always really liked it. And I always leave feeling good. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't know, whatever that is that you do in there. It's just like, I feel like a weight's always lifted off my shoulder after.
5: Yeah. Reading. Yeah, tarot is just that friend that tells you the, the like, honest truth, even if you don't want to fucking hear it. So, like, sometimes you're like, fuck you. Let me pull the <laughs> card again. Or, like, are you end up crying over some shit, you know? But, like, at the end of the day, it's always, like, it's always telling you the truth. Um, but, the Taylor, I think your question was more like, and, you, and uh, Delaney, maybe you can back me up or tell me where I go wrong, but I think the gist of the tarot is this theory that um that the life moves in cycles that there's only a certain number of events there's only a certain number of of options in your life and then so they're kind of breaking down these major and minor arcana and so you kind of see where you are in the cycle based on these cards um i mean that's like very weird way to put it but that's kind of how i view it
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool and also, it's kind of like the the when you you're like picking the cards and you're kind of telling them when to stop or when to turn. Sometimes, like you're the so it's almost like you're whatever you're intuitively drawn to is yeah. the card that you need to see. And so it's almost like yeah, it's just a lot of kind of like you know intuitive and, and energy and stuff. I fucking love it. I'm so yeah, I'm so cool that you do that,
4: Ron. Um, oh, I mean,
5: I just <laughs> a lot of people who I looked up to, and and the more and more research I had done was just like. It's not a lot of thing people are open about or talk about but a lot of people who were really successful or i was really looked up to was something that they swore by and so i was like i'm not gonna fucking if they're doing shit and killing it why would i run away from that just because right, yeah. my mom says it's from the devil <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
0: also cool about it is like it usually just helps you make a decision and being decisive is how you're successful you know what i mean Uh, like you have to make big decisions to move forward and i think that's what is it's a great tool for what other kind of woo woo stuff have you tried
5: (laughs) Well, you know, um, I do my vision board parties that we do every every New Year's Eve. Oh um, I go God. to the, the the pipe circles with my acting coach, where they like where we kind of like set an intention and and just kind of like make prayers for the world. So it's it's a weird it's a weird event. We, we all kind of like. You get chosen a spot based on how how, who they feel you are in the universe, and I am a dream weaver, so that makes me feel good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That checks out.
0: I can't.
5: No, it does. I make things happen. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I love it so much. You're doing so much um, practice with mindfulness and like being present and being really intentional with all the moves that you're making. So it makes sense that, like you know, you know exactly what you want and you know how to get there and stuff. That's really cool. Thank you. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's neat.
2: (laughs) It's been. Now we got to find someone who's doing Zoom tarot readings. Oh you (laughs) can find that
5: easily. They're out there, baby.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll have to have that next. That's a
0: that'll be a good episode to do. Um, Absolutely. You guys have any? I have one more question. Unless you guys, oh yeah, you can ask. Yeah, ask one more question, doll. I was gonna say, um, you know, like, what do you? What kind of advice would you have for people right now who are feeling just dis- like artists right now who are feeling discouraged? Maybe they're just starting to like get into stand-up or writing or comedy of some kind, or maybe the ones who've been in it w- for a while and they just feel like they're so screwed because of this quarantine. Like, what are some first steps that you recommend people take to still kind of like keep working that muscle while we're all kind of inside?
5: um a is just is to set your intentions know why you're doing it wh- what you're doing it for like did you get involved in this for money because if that was the case you might be screwed so you <laughs> then you might want quit but if you didn't get in it for money if you got in it because you love it and because you want to do it and because you have something to get off your chest what's changed nothing's changed. If anything, mm-hmm. it's given you, this chaos is giving you new opportunity. There's new um, new beginnings and new lack of structure. And so there's all these new things, the Zoom shows, there's people starting all these new podcasts. It is a time, if you were doing something and it wasn't working for you and you were just doing it, there's not time to take a break and make a change. So I say nothing really changes art-wise other than like, knowing why you're doing it. If you, if you are doing it with bad intentions, because you're like, I'm going to get rich and famous, you're probably fucked. Like that's, that's probably, it's probably going to be harder and harder to do that now. Um, but if you're doing it because you want to create and because you have a different style and you just have to, then nothing can change and nothing can hurt you and nothing can bother you. You're going to have, I, I think one of the biggest things that I, I believed in before this that I certainly believe in now is the di- diversify work in different areas. You know, like I, I am completely blessed by the fact that I have trolls came out like the week or two after all this shit started, was number one movie in the world. So then I got a big old check. So <laughs> I'm feeling okay, you know? That's awesome. But if if I didn't do that back in the day, if I was just like, oh, I'm just a stand-up. I don't want to fucking do that. Why would I want to do other things? Like, that doesn't make any sense in any business, you know, Yeah. to, to not diversify. So I, I just would say, look at that. And I think that's all I look about what, Comedy in general, I think we're, we're going to end up more in the back in a vaudeville type territory where you're going to want to be a jack of all trades so that you can try to get money wherever you can and just, you know, freelance like normal.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's great
0: advice. Oh, seriously. so good. And can I ask you, Ron, like what was the first step that you took once you realized, ooh, I really have an interest in this? What was like the very first thing that you did to like move forward? For Santa? Uh, yeah, just when you knew like I want to be an entertainer or I want to do stand-up, or I want to write comedy. What was that like? Do you remember the first kind of thing that you did?
5: Yeah, I researched. I read, and I looked at, that's the thing I've always been into, is look at the people's careers you want to emulate, and see what they've done, and the steps they took. And That's, uh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I didn't even know that was a good idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I do really believe in that, because <laughs> when I first started, yeah. I would look at comedians and I and main example was like, oh, I love Patton Oswalt. I love his career. I love that he can do movies and TV shows, but also is a stand-up that people respect 100%. And I was like, I want to be like that. So let me see what Patton's done. And so I went through his history and I saw that he had done the Seattle Comedy Competition. I was in Oregon and I was like, well, fuck it. Let me go do the Seattle Comedy Competition. Oh, and the Seattle like, Competition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I- <laughs> Dick it is a whole <laughs> time.
4: Oh, oh PTSD. but I also knew that.
5: I knew that going into it that people who I looked up to, like like Patton, um, the only person who had done well that I looked up to was Mitch Hedberg, and he got second place. And so I knew, hey, I should probably go. And if I bomb out, I'm probably good. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because they're going to want hacky shit, and that's what happened. The hackiest guy won. Um, all the people who I liked were all bombed out in the first round. But then you go ten years later; those people who bombed out in the first round were like me and Ahmed Barucha and Cy Admonson and all these other comedians that are still working today. And the people who won it—I don't know what the fuck they doing. They're probably not doing well because they just wrote comics and you know this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs>
2: wow oh so that's amazing. such good advice yeah. Such good yeah. advice.
0: yeah yeah Re- find, find your mentor and then reverse engineer how they did that shit and start there and that's amazing advice yeah, yeah thank so you so cool. much for coming
3: on ron you're an amazing yeah. guest oh thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. If yeah.
2: you if you guys haven't listened to getting better ron's podcast it's so good i mean it, for our audience there couldn't be a more perfect podcast to go check out if you haven't seen it for for our listeners too i love it there's like every episode has multiple things that i want to write down and go like oh i should remember this every day
5: oh that's great mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree just for myself that's again like i had Donic on and because him coming on my podcast that acronym that mr all thing i have been living that because of him and i i i get so much i have some and i get great guests from different areas like comedy and pro wrestling and i have a rapper from uh, bun b who's going to be on my show and he gave me some of the best relationship advice i've ever received and wow. I love it. yeah i'll share it right now with you yeah, uh, please i want you know. it <laughs> that mm-hmm. me included I think he's and he said a let a lot of men think it's their job to to be a provider for the for their partner and they they only look at that monetarily. They only look at that as far as like providing a house, providing safety. Um and he says that is both partners' job but especially as the man of the house to provide your partner with a peace of mind. That is your job mm-hmm. to make sure that they are always feeling peaceful and loved and not feeling stressed out in a relationship, not feeling like they got to worry about you cheating on them or you talking to somebody else. You should always, they should always be able to look at you and feel more relaxed than they were with the regular world. And so I've been Mm. really looking at that, that way now, instead of just being like, I gotta make sure, you know, I can buy her things in which, you know, she don't even really want shit, but I'm more like, okay, it's my job to make sure that she has a peaceful night's sleep
2: i love
3: mm, uh, that's so good. Yeah. that's awesome oh nice i feel um, like i've said the words i love that after everything you've said i probably I <laughs> if we could cut that up and it would be seven <laughs> times
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> i love that i seriously i really like you're somebody that i
0: i could talk to all day ron i mean like they're just you're so there's so many layers to you and um yeah i just thank I you find, for
5: seeing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that I was like, I have a million more questions, but obviously, you know, we have to wrap up. But yeah, you're a freaking awesome guest. Thanks for doing the show. I love it. Oh, you it's
5: talking. a pleasure, and I love the opportunity to, you know, two of my favorite two things to talk of, or three, or be comedy, <laughs> my fun, and and like just the universe and self-help and getting better that's what i love talking about and i often don't get the chance because so many places are like well, i don't like that positivity i don't like this. Oh, you're so preachy you're so and it's just like we're all struggling we're all trying to get better if you're not i don't know i don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life (laughs) i I love that i love it that you guys this is what you guys talk about i appreciate it
4: Oh,
0: awesome. Dang. And uh, whatever you want to plug, where do you, you know, you want to lead people? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> plug your um, shit.
5: <laughs> yeah, for your audience. Yeah, Like Taylor said, my podcast, Getting Better with Ron Funches. I love it. We have great guests. We just talk about getting better at life and the pursuit of our craft. And I learned from some people who, who I've grew up loving or some people who are new friends and I find out what they're doing to be successful and to be happy. And it's probably um, the most fulfilling thing I do because when I started it, I always, you know, it's always getting things from when I go on the road, like, Oh, you're so funny or this joke made me laugh. And now I get things where people are like, I started therapy because I listened to your podcast. I got one email a week ago where a lady like, I listened to that episode with you and Whitney Cummings and it made me leave my abusive boyfriend and i was like holy shit like that's that's real power that's real putting out real positive influence in the world so my podcast i love i'm also doing a show for quibi called nice one which is basically like the at midnight type of show with positivity our first comedians look at the bright side of bad situations comes out june 8th quibi is not doing well so if you watch my show Um, it's going to help me out a lot because then they're going to be like, at least we got something. So if you can help me out, it is a low bar. So (laughs) (laughs) They're doing free trials, 14-day trials. When you sign up, just sign up on June 8th. Watch my show. Watch all of Reno 911 and then maybe stay around or dip out depending on your financial situation. I'm not going to judge you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that actually sounds like a great show concept. I, would, I do want to watch that.
5: <laughs> no, it's really good. And I'm a really good host. And that's a lesson I did not. Oh, that's, again, diversifying. I didn't know that I wanted to host anything. And from doing that show, I'm like, please, let me either a second season of this or let me host something else. I love being a host. I love, um, I love helping other comedians shine and look better.
3: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well, thank you for doing it, Ron. And uh, yeah. have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. Please. Always
5: yeah. a pleasure.
3: Yay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, loved having him on. Wasn't that so good? He's oh, the good. best.
0: I, I want <laughs> him to be my best friend. No offense, you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> None taken. Because I feel I the same want way. I
0: to spend as much time with that man as possible. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he was amazing. (laughs) Um, Go check out the Getting Better podcast. And then uh, we wanted to read off one of your guys' amazing iTunes reviews. This is from Regina DiPerna. Uh, She says, one of my favorite podcasts. This show has everything. Interesting topics, banter, humor, heart, and sometimes Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Great description of our podcast. Um, I, I love listening to these three hilarious, brilliant women, discourse on everything from creativity to anxiety to books and more. Before quarantine, I really look forward to a new episode every Monday and will listen to it while getting ready for work in the morning. Listening to it now helps capture that feeling of normalcy and helps prepare me mentally for a productive day. Thank you all for everything you do. P.S. Delaney, I definitely plan to do some creative uh, consulting with you at some point. Oh, uh, that's so that nice. Is nice. That's so nice. It made me feel so good reading that, knowing that, because um, everybody's routine is so messed up right now. and a lot, a lot of people have said that they aren't listening to podcasts as often as they used to because they don't have like their morning commute. I love yeah. hearing somebody that's like, this is important for me to do to set myself up for productivity and make me feel yeah. like it's part of my routine. I was like, oh, yeah. I love that we can contribute to that at all.
0: Yeah. Same. So nice. Such a nice review. Thanks Such for a nice time review. to leave
3: that. Yeah. That yeah. Please go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. And um, I think that's, that's it for this episode. Yeah?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
3: the,
0: the only quick the fuck I have is uh, Cam's handlebar mustache that he is uh, ah!
3: keeping until quarantine is over. Wow,
0: apparently.
3: Well, that's gonna be here a while then. Yeah.
2: It's so on brand for Cam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, I have uh, a handlebar mustache. Yeah,
3: that's uh, that's my yeah. life right now.
0: So I'm sorry,
2: Prospector Cam.
3: Deepest, <laughs> deepest condolences. Just deepest, he insists,
0: he insists on keeping it. There's nothing I can do. It's it's here to stay. So
2: that is okay. so funny. Yeah, Sam <laughs> shaved like a goatee last night, but he only kept it for like two hours. and yeah. I didn't even take that much issue with it because I'm just like I'm shaving far less. Uh, <laughs> but he he shaved it off pretty quickly. But yeah, I, Sam, Cam so, committing to. <laughs> it's been weeks that's amazing and he
0: like talks to people outside like when we're on walks with maverick he'll like you're like you're not embarrassed that people see this on your face he's like no
3: i don't fucking care like <laughs>
0: oh cam's oh my, my hero
3: yeah that's he's we sad. all need a little cam in us yeah. you need like well. <laughs> it's physically in you
4: yeah. you need the yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean
2: yeah uh, Spiritually. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, emotionally, yes, 100%. Yeah, well. all right. Well, we love you guys. We're about to record another episode and uh, we will talk to you next time.
4: Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you?
0: You can find me at delaneyfisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can
2: people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram
3: perfect you guys can find me at kelseycook.com for all my tour dates my instagram is at kelsey cook comedy twitter's at kelsey cook uh please be sure to watch my foosball web series on youtube called Riffs of fury i've had delaney and taylor on together it was such a fun episode and you can download and buy my album savor it on itunes spotify anywhere you find comedy albums we also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye
4: bye. bye.